Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Rent to Rent Success podcast. I'm so excited today to be talking to Manda Walker. Manda Walker is a mortgage advisor, mortgage and finance coach, and Manda's one of Manda's specialisms is helping people to get mortgage ready and get their feet on the property ladder for a property to live in. And the reason why I wanted to have Manda on the Rent to Rent Success podcast is I know that for many of you, you want to start a property business and make cash flow from property. But for some of you don't have your own property yet. And this is all the crucial steps, especially important at this financial time, to understand, to be able to get mortgage ready and get your first property. And it can really make a huge difference. So welcome to the show, Manda Walker. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me. Well, it's a thrill. I met you first in Financial Joy Academy with Ken and Mary, and I love that community. Um, And it's been great getting to know you as well. Yeah, no, it's been wonderful. And thank you again for coming on my YouTube channel. Yeah, brilliant. Um, So, Manda, I think it'd be really interesting if you talk about how you got started with buying your own first home at the young age of 22. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, so basically, I just graduated from uni. Um, I started, uh, I was a trainee accountant. So, um, I started looking at property from a young age. And back then, obviously, trying to buy somewhere, um, it cost as much as it did cost um, to actually rent. So I thought, why not? I did. I only had my 5% deposit and off I went. So no, it was really, really good. And what, well, if this isn't giving too much away, Amanda, what year was that? Can you remember what the interest rates were? Um, it was it, it was 1999 so it was it was yeah it was um a little while ago um but the interest rates were pretty much what they are now they're about four and a half well okay bank of england rate went up last week to five percent but uh my interest rate was about four and a half at that point yeah so not too different because what we've had very very low interest rates for a while and now mm. people see the current interest rates as really high they're not really high because we've been through the periods where interest rates were really high uh so um the base rate went up to 5% as we say last week but i'm still an advocate that under uh, the right circumstances it's always a good time to buy but those right circumstances can vary Um, from person to person. And I think the thing that confuses people, they're they're working a job, they've maybe got some savings, is what exactly do I need to buy? How can I prepare myself? So let's break this down. And I think if we first, Amanda, talk about how do people prepare themselves? Oh, do you know what, Amanda? I've missed a part out, which is your first property that you bought at 22. Yes, when the interest rate was about what it is now. Yeah. 
tell us how that was your first step to getting further involved in, in property. Oh, right. Yeah. So um, as I said, I bought my first property at 22 and that was a, um, a two bed flat. And then by the age of 27, the property had gone up quite a lot. So um, I had a lot of equity. And what equity is for people that don't know is the difference between the val- the price of the property and what the mortgage value is. And that gap in the middle is the actual equity. But you can borrow on that. So what I did was it's called a let to buy strategy. And I actually used um, some of that equity. So I remortgaged um, and got more money out of the property and actually used that to buy a second property and then changed my original property into a rental property. And then I changed my new property into my home. And then when I was 30, so that's three years later, I did it again. And I went in um, halves with my husband in the house that we live in now. And then I kept my rental property so that's that's how I sort of got into property that is brilliant because that's really accessible for everyone who can buy a a property really um and as the property goes up in value you can take some equity out of it so let's just say that you bought the property let's just make the numbers easier at 100,000 it's gone up in value to 200,000 you can take 75% 75% usually of yeah so that's 150,000 oh right so if your property so you can take 75% out so if the property is now worth 200,000 you can actually yeah. mortgage up to 150 so Stephanie as you said if your property let's for math's sake say you didn't haven't paid off any of that 100k um so just say it's still 100k even though you would have paid some off um you would remortgage so if you remortgaged at 150 you'd use the first 100 to pay off the original mortgage and that other 50 you could use for a deposit for another property that's how it would work Uh, brilliant and then that was called a let to buy mortgage and you've got two so now you've got two buy to let properties and your own home and without really making this your full-time gig or anything like that and those two properties that you bought the first one in 1999 will have continued to go up significantly in value and if you can say ballparkish how much do you reckon they've gone up you can either do it in percentage wise or figures um, I'm not sure. It's been quite a while. But yeah, I mean, it's easily doubled in value. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's such um, it's so great to have these assets that are making money for us and not only making money, but sometimes they're making more money than we are in our full time jobs in the um, in terms of the value that the um, assets increase by it, the, the equity value on top of the cash flow. So that's really good to know. So then what got you into doing what you do now, the mortgages? Okay, right. So um, I was uh, an accountant for about 20 years um, and then I got made redundant and I decided that I just wanted to have a change. So um, I uh, retrained and became a mortgage advisor. But six months into doing mortgage advice, I kind of realized that there was a lot more to it. Um, This was back when stamp duty exemption and all of COVID. So, you know, banks were just trying to or the economy was trying to sort of keep the banking industry or property industry going. So they were subsidizing all the rates. So all the rates were, you know, one percent, if not less. 
and there are a lot of first-time buyers out there that were taken advantage of the fact that the stamp duty, which is the tax that you pay on property when you purchase it, was exempt. So you could buy property up to at least 500,000 and you wouldn't have to pay any tax at all. And then obviously the interest rates were also at an all-time low. And a lot of first-time buyers were sort of asking about help to sort of buy property, but they were approaching me as a mortgage advisor and they wanted to know what deal they could get. But after I reviewed their financials, so I suppose I put my sort of accountancy financial coach hat on, I was kind of looking at their financials and and realised they needed a bit of work. So that's how I kind of and I was coming up with the same things for first time buyers each time. So that's why I created the sort of get mortgage ready um, club, which is uh, my membership that I run now. And it's so powerful. We were just having a little chat earlier. Now, um, people may know that I was a single mom. And so I kind of struggled a bit financially and I was working full time in a pro- professional inverted commas job. And but money just seemed to, a bit tight. But I'd got it into my head that I really wanted to buy a flat. And at the time I was renting and I had thought that I was not savvy like I am now in any way, shape or form. And I thought, right, I just go to my own bank and I asked for a mortgage. And I had been with this bank for donkey's years, decades. And I went to see the, in inverted commas, mortgage advisor. But the person was very young. Not that you can't be young and knowledgeable. But what she, I don't know what it was, but she really did not want me to buy a property. She was saying she didn't think I ought to buy a property because I would need to refurbish it. I would need to do this. I would need to allow money for that. And she didn't think I was in a position to buy a property. And reflecting back on it over the years, I think she, well, it felt like she didn't have a property and she didn't want me to have a property either. And for a while, I really did take that as the gospel because I thought, well, the bank, when really it's just actually one person at the bank, the bank have said that, even though they've seen my account for decades, um, which was in good standing, don't get me wrong, they think that I'm not good enough to have a mortgage. And I thought that was just it. And then I happened to see something and I saw, oh, you can go to other banks. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous that (laughs) you can go to other banks and get a mortgage. And actually, at the time, the new kid on the block was um, Northern Rock. And they actually had a branch in Edinburgh where I lived at the time. And I went in there and no problem at all. (laughs) We all know what happened there, but no problem at all. Got a mortgage. And it really changed. uh, It really changed everything. So I think what you're doing with the Get Mortgage Ready Club is so important. And can you give us a bit of an outline of... What things do people need to have in place, for example, credit wise? Yeah, no, of course. Um, Just going back slightly, Stephanie, to what you said, I think the percentage is about 70 percent of first time buyers literally just go to their bank. Mm. So as you say, they they might they might just be told no they can't get a mortgage at all or they might be told they can get a mortgage but it won't be the most competitive rate so mm. i think that's why you would need a mortgage advisor because we're whole of market which means we can go to every t- single lender all lenders are willing to lend you different amounts which not mm-hmm. everybody knows because they have different criteria and also all lenders have different rates we don't 
even though the Bank of England rate is set at one um, one rate, which is the five percent, which we said, all the other lenders, depending on how much of the market they want, will actually either reduce their rate below the Bank of England rate, or some of them obviously above the Bank of England rate. So that's something just to be aware of. Um, but in answer to your question, yeah, um, first thing I'd like to mention is credit. Now, I think there are two sort of ends of the spectrum here. So you've got the first um, first time buyer that has literally, you know, just been saving up their deposit the whole time, has never had um, a loan, has never had a credit card. And then when we run um, a credit um, file on them, um, it just comes up with them literally having no credit footprint at all whatsoever, which means that banks don't really feel comfortable lending to them because especially if they're sort of buying in London where I'm based, they could be buying a property for sort of 250, three, four hundred thousand, you know, and if they've never even had a credit card or even an overdraft, you know, banks are really uncomfortable because they don't think, you know, they are worth the risk. They're saying, look, at the end of the day, it, at least if you had a credit card, even if it was a thousand pounds and you, you know, you spent a hundred pound a month and were paying it off it, in full every single month and building up your credit, then I'd be able to say, okay, I've seen you manage credit. And then, so there's the no credit. And then there's the, um, the low credit, which are people that have um, literally just used up their credit. So they've got a low credit footprint. Um, the other thing just to be aware of, and this is why I always suggest people look at check my file and I can, um, Stephanie, I can send you um, my affiliate link for that. Um, but basically, the reason why I say to use check my file is it runs off all three of the credit agencies and it will look at everything. And um, when you're looking at people's credit file, that's what banks look at. They look at the credit file. They don't look at the credit score. So all those credit cards that are out there saying, well, boost your credit to 90, 999 and all that kind of thing. If you have overutilized your credit, which means, you know, you've got a higher credit uh, like cards, loans and everything higher than your actual salary, you, even though you might have a really good credit score of 999 because you pay it off every month and you're very responsible and you've got a lot of credit. So they've obviously increased it. The bank will still look at the actual whole of the file and sort of say, based on, you know, how much you've committed, they still don't want to lend to you. So you just really need to look at several things when you're looking at your credit. Um, the second thing is bank statements. You have to make sure they're clean bank statements. So what I mean by that is um, don't do gambling. Don't have sort of a car with a really high HP and you've missed a few payments. Don't have money going in and out. Don't. I mean, I know a lot of people like to sort of help out with the family and, and that kind of thing and give money, but don't have 20 so, um, you know, uh, what, uh, what are they called? Standing orders um, all to different members of your family and things like that, because as far as they're concerned, even though you may just give the money on the odd occasion or whatever, the fact that you've set it up as a direct debit or a standing order or whatever, they will count all that as a financial commitment and that will reduce your affordability as well. So that's something else. Another thing is your pension. And when you're looking at your pay slips, they do look at all pay slip deductions. So um, one tip I'd give you is when you're looking to buy a property, don't 
get the biggest pension that you can contribution. Just keep it to a minimum till you've bought your property. You know how your finance is going to lie and then maybe increase your pension contribution. Because at the end of the day, they look at your net pay. So even though you could be on sort of 25K, for example, they'll look at your pay slip. They look at the last three months pay slips. And if you've got a lot of deductions coming out of there, that also will reduce your affordability. So that's your credit file, your bank statements and your pay slips. I love that credit file, bank statements and pay slips. Now, this is why. What you offer with the Get Mortgage Ready Club is so, so important um, because you've already covered there. And I think just being able to give somebody your bank statements and say, is this okay? Is everything good here? Just so you get the eye over it before you go to your bank. Sometimes you'll be able to look at it yourself and see that things are wrong. It made me laugh when you said about the gambling because we actually do our own referencing in-house. We've got a small letting agency And so our team looks at the bank statements of everybody and it really gives you such an eye into who somebody is Mm -hmm. because the two things that determine your values is or that show your values is how you spend your time and how you spend your money and how you spend your money is on your credit card. uh, Sorry, it's on your um, bank statement. Uh, So it's a real good insight. Um, you've given some uh, insights into the mistakes people make. Is there anything else you want to say, Amanda, about the mistakes people make? One, and I'll just tell you a very quick story about a a young gentleman. And I just felt for him because when he was at university, um, he's the one who put his name down on the utility bill as the main name. And then he was renting like house sharing with some friends. And then when he moved out, he just assumed, and you should never assume, that the next person would put their name on that account. And they didn't. And of course, they didn't pay the bill because it wasn't in their name. So when I went to get him a mortgage, which only was um, last year, we couldn't get a mortgage because he had that utility bill had been sitting outstanding for quite a while to the point that they'd be getting um, CCJs and, you know, the the court um, had been asking for the money and been sending letters to the dress he moved out from like three years ago. So when you look at your credit report, don't just look for whether your credit is, is you know, um, whether you recognize all of your credit cards and your bank accounts and things like that. Also check the addresses to make sure you're no longer there anymore. Um, another thing is a check your financial um, affiliates as well, because I've, I've been in a lot of situations where, um, especially uh, the ladies out there, they've gotten divorced or separated or, or whatever. We really do need to sort of make sure that you've, you've severed that financial link um, oh, because yeah. otherwise yeah. their credit file affects your credit file. So just really look through your credit file and just double check. And when you move out of somewhere, sever all ties Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if it's utility bills or, or um, you know, your BT bill or whoever or whoever your broadband is or whoever, make sure when you move out, you sever those ties, take your meter readings, make sure you know at the, t- the point of time where you've left. So your financials end at that point. Absolutely. 
Mans, what you're saying is so important. And I think if people want to, if you're listening and you want to own assets, you want to own your own home, you want to own investment properties, you have to own your financials. You have to own your credit. You have to get these downloads that you're talking about. Mans. Now, I'm speaking as someone who did not always do this, who was clueless uh, entirely. But as things have built up, it's become very important to us all the time to regularly check our credit. So, Amanda, was it Check My File that you suggested? Yeah, yeah, that's what I use because it's a multi-agency report. And as I said, I do um, I do have an affiliate link. It doesn't actually cost them anything extra, um, but they can do it through me if they'd like to. Well, what I'm suggesting is that everybody join the Get Mortgage Ready Club. It is a superb club. And as you can see, Amanda can give you insight for your situation to really help you to get that clarity and actually take those steps towards getting mortgage ready. If you're already with your deposit saved and you're ready to take the next step, or if you're starting from zero or even minus figures and you want to start saving up, saving your deposit to get your first um, property, um, then get mortgage ready is for you. Um and it's an incredible value. It's an incredible value. Tell us a little bit more about Get Mortgage Ready and what, what people can expect inside Manda. Yeah, of course. So the Get Mortgage Ready Club for, um, I've only just launched it. So for the first 100 members, it is uh, £27 a month. And um, what you will get within that is I will come on and do coaching every other week. So you can submit your questions and I'll answer them on a coaching call. Um, there's also um, online support. There's um, there's online courses. So the A to Z of mortgages. So it helps explain all the different terminologies, which can be quite confusing. I do, as uh, Stephanie has said, a financial review. So I look at your credit file. I look at your bank statements and I give you tips and tricks to improve that. I, I'm adding content every Every single week so different courses depending on what people ask me about so different schemes so for instance if you're interested in right to buy or you're um, interested in shared ownership or any other um, sort of schemes that are coming along now they've um, the help to buy is over the banks are talking uh, sorry the government's talking about introducing a new scheme I'll be able to do a video on that so that's what it's basically about there's also a community so everybody can be in touch with each other which I run via Facebook and people just can talk to each other and and sort of get advice and I'm also in there on a daily basis happy to sort of answer any questions that people have got in between uh, the fortnightly coaching calls well, I just nearly fell off my chair when you told me about the investment that people need to make to get in the Get Mortgage Ready Club. I wish you'd been around years ago when I had gone for that meeting at, at my bank and been told, no, I don't think you should get a mortgage um, because it's so phenomenal. And it's £27 a month, as Amanda says. Uh, so you can't even go out for dinner for that. Uh, so it's, it's great to... Um, to be part of and actually be investing in your future, investing in yourself and investing in owning that asset. And although the interest rates are higher than they were, they were super low, um, it's still a great time to buy for many people. And the value of your property can double. Manda's had her since 1999. It could be that you buy yours in 2023 or 2024. And in, in 20 odd years, you're talking on a podcast how your property doubled. Maybe it'll even triple in value. So that 5% that you're paying 
or six percent or whatever it happens to be um will be so worth it Amanda um what would you like to say as we're coming to a close is there any parts of it that we haven't discussed yet or that you want to uh, mention um, I just wanted to say sort of thank you for having me. I've really, really appreciate it. As as I said, I'm more than all I want to do is sort of help. I think everybody has a right to own their own home and mm. you shouldn't be told that you can't own a property. I think that is just wrong on so many levels. And I think sometimes um, certain people are discriminated against, which I think is unfair. Mm. So that is why I kind of make a point to sort of put myself out there because a lot of people meet me and they're like oh I didn't think mortgage advisors were like you um mm. I try and be as relatable as I can and um I just want to help because I just think everybody has a right to own their own home exactly and as black women uh, I think in the black community I was surprised to to learn recently that only 32 percent of black people in the UK own their own homes uh, compared to with 64 percent of white people and um I think partly uh, cultural, where we commit to our money, our education, our knowledge of finances is not always where it could be, and certainly mine wasn't. But now with the internet, with Instagram, with groups such as yours, Get Mortgage Ready, all the information is much more readily available than it was. On that note, I want to mention Manda's website, which is, I'll put this link in the show notes, and it'll also be in the in the link under the under the podcast and it's mortgagecoachonline.co.uk and also Manda is on Instagram at mortgagecoachonline and you can see the video of this episode and me and Manda uh, that is at episode 186 so it's renttorentsuccess.com slash 186 to see us in full technicolor <laughs> so Amanda, uh thank you so much for coming on and what would you say oh you have you've given words of inspiration and encouragement everybody should own their own home thank you for joining us today and uh if you want yeah, to thanks own your for own inviting home, me it's my pleasure and you don't already join the get mortgage ready club for less than the price of a meal out <laughs> Okay, that's it for this week, guys. Um, Remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. And I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being with me here today. If you would like more, we've written the number one best-selling book on Rents to Rents. You can find it at rentstorentsuccess.com slash book. Reviewers on Amazon have described it as the best Rent to Rent HMO book and also as a definitive reference guide and inspirational. Take your next step today and buy the book. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. And I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.